what I liked a lot about this movie, and this is going to sound like a knock, but I feel like it's good to know. Huh, how do I put this? Okay. The golden age of Tumblr. How, do I start what? from there? Do I start from there? He got that creative writing intro down. He said, he said, let me hook you in. Oh my God. You just gave me <laughs> war flashbacks. And we are live with another episode of the Keeg Talks. Today, the Keeg Talks, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie that will hopefully spark a franchise. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And if you're watching the live stream, you can see us. Uh, you can see me. You can see my guests. And you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Or if you're listening to the, to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, maybe you can't see who the guests are. So let me introduce them both. First time guest on the podcast itself. We got Habits, aka Habits. Thank you. Your username is your name. Right. Happy to be here. Yeah. How's everyone doing? I'm 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 glad to have you on because uh it's been a long time coming. And we finally right. we met in person at C2E2 right. in Chicago. And sure did. uh and uh I it, it was then I was like, okay. I gotta get habits on something. I'm glad Happy you're here. To me too. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very curious, and I mean, we'll go over it in a little bit. Everybody's like Dungeon Dragons experience, but like, I, I'm very curious about it all. But habits, thanks for joining us. Uh, we also we also got Cam, aka Caminator, the animator. Cam, how you doing? Hey, hi, hello. I'm doing well. We also met in person for the first mm -hmm. time at C2E2. So yeah. I feel like this is a little C2E2 reunion. Mm -hmm. this I'm is, here for it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. It was really cool seeing like people that I've never met in person. In real life. Time. It's weird. You guys don't live in the internet? No. Uh, the rent's too high. So can't yeah. afford. That's, I mean, yeah. Have you ever tried buying a domain? You know, on the... Uh, <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not that professional. I'm afraid not. It's, expe I, I it's expensive. My own taxes. I'm like, I use TurboTax. I'm not a, a fully fledged adult, I fear. Uh, no. Do you go to TurboTaxSucksAss.com? No, no. It's not a joke. It's a real thing. Wait, what? Are you being, wait, are you do, you're not doing a bit? No, no, it's not a bit. <laughs> I guess before we go into Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, I guess we'll talk taxes. Um so basically, the government originally wanted tax companies to provide low-income um, alternatives to filing your taxes. And they were the government was originally going to say, like, blanket statement, we're going to, like, the government was going to do a tax service. And, but then all these tax companies were like, uh, no, 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 don't worry, trust us, we'll do it for the low-income people. Trust so, me, bro. Uh, why haven't you, why haven't you taken advantage of TurboTax, uh, their low income thing? It's because they say it's a specific way and then they start charging it. So there's a way to go around it. You got to go to TurboTaxSucksAss.com, which was started by Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj oh uh, made TurboTax sucks ass to link you to the correct, like underground TurboTax thing that you can then do for free. 
I haven't done my taxes yet. I'm going to do this. I know, me and you take notes. There are supposed to be free tax alternatives and, um, and, uh, uh, yeah, they try to hide it. So TurboTax, TurboTax. But then everything changed when the TurboTax nation attacked. (laughs) Yeah. Taxes um, in the U.S. Don't get me started on the taxes in the U.S. Okay. I've looked into. I really want to get citizenship uh, back in Norway, and I can't. U.S. citizenship requires you to continue paying taxes, even if you don't live here or have a job here. It's really, yeah, that's it's ridiculous. You're you like, I think it's like only like three other countries in the world do that. Like, it costs money to renounce your U.S. citizenship. It's um, goofy. Talking about taxes, okay. uh, all of us have different D&D experience. I do have a tax question about D&D. Well, easy question is, uh, uh, what is everybody's experience with D&D? Uh, habits. I'll let you go first. I So mine is very easy. I have absolutely no experience with D&D. Um, I just went to go see the movie because, like, it's very rare when like a movie is being talked about like to this like kind of in this kind of way where like almost every single person had nothing bad to say about this movie like Mm -hmm. so like me kind of hearing about this i was like okay well it's at least worth like one watch if anything i i really love the movie so that that's about all the knowledge i have yeah happy to Uh, be here uh (laughs) i i'm glad to have you uh in escalating fashion I have a little bit more experience with D&D. I've only played one campaign, but when it comes to uh, tabletop RPGs, I used to play Call of Cthulhu, <clears throat> Pulp Cthulhu expansion. Um, if you were watching the Keeg during 2020, end of 2020, we did a season, uh, li- a live streamed season of Call of Cthulhu. Um, uh, horrible production value. Well, great production value, ambitious production value. But some things, some things fell apart, you know. Um, as things don't let me bad. run a game for you, is or find somebody to run a game for you. Cam, if you ran, Cam, if you ran a game, South Park. What'd you say, Habit? Is it bad that I only know who Cthulhu is because of South Park? <laughs> no, because I mean, I found out about Scientology and their beliefs through South Park, so you know. Honestly, one of the better ways to find out about Scientology. Mm-hmm. South yeah. Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, so I have I have a little bit of understanding about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but then you know, obviously uh I didn't get huge into it. I would like to play more, but but again, escalating Cam, what's your experience with Dungeons and Dragons? I have a lot. <laughs> tell, I've, tell been, I, I've been playing DD for now like four or five years. So I feel like comparison-wise timeline, it's not a whole lot. Uh but I have thrown so many hours of my time into this and other TTRPGs. Um, if you're interested in seeing me play Tabletop Tavern and uh, also um, Heroes of Bastion are two TTRPG shows I am in. I've also been a part of a few charity streams and I have DM'd my own, which is all the film is hidden away somewhere. <laughs> okay. It wasn't great production value. That's fair. But um, I've been uh, with D&D for a long time just because I fell in love with it so much, you know? Yeah. It's something that's, like, very dear to me. Like, 
as an activity, as like a storytelling medium. So going into the movie, I had a lot of high expectations. <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess a question for all of us um, is that like when the trailer came out, mm. uh, did it look good or did it not look good? <laughs> I'm going to be really honest because I am a firm person who believes in living authentically. Um, I was not gagged. I was not like, over the, you know what I mean? Like, I just wasn't, I wasn't watching the trailer like, oh my God, I need to see it. Yeah. Like just, you know, what I, but, but to be honest, like, as I saw more like the actors in it and like kind of the, the fan reception, I was like, there has to be something there. Like, there has to be something if, like, because I'm telling you, like, I have a couple of friends who are just kind of, like, I don't want to call them movie snobs, but they're very particular when they come when it comes to their movies. And, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, this was, like, across the board, just something that everyone liked. So, like, I just, I don't know. It's, and also, what's, what, like, I kind of want to ask, like, sorry, I don't know if this is off topic, but, like, I guess to Cam, like, what is it about D&D, like, the game, I guess, that, like, what, like, is this, like, a loaded question? No, no, it's not loaded. Um... I'm like, sorry, because like, I want to, I'm curious about it too. Okay. Uh, so for me, and obviously this is a different answer for everybody. Um, I was a, <laughs> I was a theater kid, but I was like a background theater kid. I was, uh, I know I was in tech. Uh, so I designed stages and I did like lighting design. I was my, my main thing. I was a stage manager. Um, So I was very into like storytelling from a young age and my username, Caminator the Animator, comes from my initial career path, hopefully my future career path as well, Um, (laughs) where I I just fell in love with film and like storytelling and all all its mediums. I think it's the thing that makes us human, right? Uh, And D&D, when I got into it, it was such a unique form of it and it was the thing that got me is how collaborative it was uh and how like it's everybody honoring a character and fleshing them out completely instead of just like writing them off because you see sometimes in movies and books and stuff characters that like oh they could have so much more and like the fans love them and the fans give them more but the creators themselves don't like I think a great example is uh she who shall not be named and uh dumbledore like mm-hmm. retroactively being gay yeah like that's come on um but yeah dnd i actually was talking about this in another dnd medium uh i've been watching the legend of vox machina tv show mm-hmm. and one of the things i love about it and i noticed and mind you i did not watch like critical role campaign one religiously i've seen bits and pieces but um it's a lot to get through. <laughs> um, but one of the things I loved about it is in the TV show, it really shows how much care and love each person put into the singular characters, not just as a party, but like every single character has their own moments, has their own episodes, like has their own clear story arc that's like respected and honored. And I feel like if this story hadn't begun in a D&D campaign, it probably wouldn't have shown that way in the tv show you know Mm. so that's why i love it and i feel like i going into the movie i was expecting that level 
what did with the trailer like what did you think from the trailer like what was your first like were you gagged were you looking were you- <laughs> I was not gagged um <laughs> the initial trailer I was not I was not screaming wig um <laughs> I, uh it was it just felt very much so cash grabby initially, but then the later trailers and the later teasers, like I remember when I first saw the um, like jokey teaser about them. Spoilers, if you haven't seen this. Hopefully movie. everybody watching this <laughs> has already seen the movie. This is, you know. Hopefully. But people out there should be going and seeing it. Again, I've seen this twice. I saw it uh, a couple weeks before it came out at Paramount. Um um thank you to paramount they did not pay me nothing nothing was paid (laughs) uh uh it's just an honest critique of the movie um i must divulge that uh and then i saw it again in chicago hey you saw it with me in chicago yeah yeah um and that's when i got that's when i got even more merch like i got merch at at paramount and then i got like i got the bucket in the the yeah you did Uh, you're doing a giveaway yeah, that's from that's from Paramount. Yeah. Very cool. Right. Um but yeah, no, I, I feel like the uh the trailer where they were showing them speaking to the dead man, um yeah. and being like, Oh, you can only ask five questions, that whole uh shebang, that was the thing that made me believe that this was in good hands. Yeah. Because I saw literally every single person I've played D D with sent me that or asked me if I had seen it and I was like oh okay 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 then then it's good right it was the first clip they released I think no I think it was like the second or third I'm pretty sure because they did the owl bear thing separately and everybody got up in arms about that Mm. I could be wrong what were they what were they up in arms arms about because you technically can't wild shape into an owl bear, but like suspend your disbelief for a second. This is a fantasy world. <laughs> Come on now. Um, I, I was like, you and oh, wait, I, think, I think that's a good segue into the next. Qu- oh wait, no, because it's the it's the square attack, right? What I was gonna say. Well, well I I was just gonna say that like that that's weird because I feel kind of like conflicted now because that was like my favorite character in the movie oh the druid yeah no i think she was great i liked her a lot yeah i was very let's talk about the movie real real quick before we get into the nitty-gritty of like why and where and how and all that stuff out of 10 what would you rate this movie and just a quick blurb why We're all used to we're all TikTokers first. that love to talk, right? So like nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, slight pacing hiccup, but aside from that, nine out of ten. Okay. I would say an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it was a very cute, like feel-good movie. And I don't think every movie needs to be like everything everywhere all at once, you know, level of <laughs> amazingness. Um yeah. My one thing was there were some moments where it felt like it didn't go campy enough, you know, if that makes sense. Because I feel like D&D campaigns in general and the experience of playing the game, at least in recent years, and it shifted a lot from the initial 
like time that it was popular back in the 80s um but in recent years it's been really beloved by like the queer community and by um like people who are uh just not the traditional like straight white nerdy guys who are like kind of the old school fans yeah um and i i would have liked a little more of the embracing of like the camp of it all you know because mm. it's very fantasy driven obviously it's D, and it's silly and like there are moments where i was like yes like holga meeting her husband or her ex-husband i was like perfect yeah. there were a couple other where i was just like mm, you could have gone a little farther with this you know i still loved it i still liked it you know but i could have been more I'm going to give, I'm going to, first thing, I'm going to agree with Ginger Snark because Ginger Snark is watching. Uh, Ginger Snark gives it an 8.5 out of 10. Um, Ginger Snark says it felt like an 80s fantasy movie, uh, which she loves with better CGI and practical effects. The practical, agree effect, with that. The practical effects in this was great. Like they were oh, yeah. practical a lot of the time, right? Um, but I, I, w- I would say like 8.5. I don't know whether, I, like, I feel like it's better than an 8. Definitely. I feel yeah. like eight is strong. Yeah. Eight is still strong, but I feel like it's better than an eight because I liked it enough. I saw it twice. I wanted to. It didn't feel like a chore. Um, but then a nine is too close to a 10. And I feel like I would love a sequel that is better. Like I, I can look forward to that. Um, I can see a sequel being better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always, I guess I always just go by like school system grading where I'm like, what letter would I give this? And I'm just kind of like, I would give it an A. Like I would, like, I was really having to fight the urge to be like, no habits. Like you don't have the money to go to the theater again. Like you're good. You know what uh, I mean? Like, you're right. Like, I really, like, if we're talking that, then I would give it an A. I would give it an A. Like not even yeah. an A minus. I'd give it an A. Yeah. But then an a, like an a, a, a solid A is like 95%. Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, because a solid A is ninety-five. Maybe like an A minus then. A minus yeah. is a ninety, right? Yeah, yeah. A minus is a ninety. Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. I'd say like A minus A. Um, but no, I get what you're saying though. Where it was like you still want to see it again, so that's that's a factor in your grading. It does, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the fact that like we're all rating it pretty high is like a really good thing, and the fact that like like it says I don't a lot. know I. I, we're all also coming at it from a different level of experience, which I think is good for the movie. Not yeah. all movies have that, you know? You can't jump into... Like, what's a movie that that not everybody could jump into that came out recently? I don't know about recently. I've tried jumping into Lord of the Rings, and I just can't do it. That's yeah. why I was so about this. Like, I thought this was... Like, literally when I was like, oh, D&D, it's going to be like Lord of the Rings, I guess. But then, like... I saw it and I was like, wait, but this is actually like, it's, I can get it's it. fun. Yeah. I, loved, that's the I loved how they chose to go that aspect of it and they didn't take themselves seriously. Yeah. That was an aspect that I loved. I feel like movie recently that you can't just, I went and saw Ant-Man quantum mania no. and I'm like, you didn't like it. I like Marvel. I liked it fine enough. Uh-huh. Michael Douglas makes it for me just because i love anything he's in interesting he's a wonderful person huh. um i'm also like a big fan of like kirk douglas his dad um Wait, kirk douglas was problematic right kirk douglas was he problematic is he the one who uh is he problematic wait 
Kirk Douglas problematic typing it into Google. Type yeah, it literally. <laughs> if you can hear my keyboard, it's because that's what uh that's what <laughs> Dimitri gave me. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, D Kirk Douglas. That was yeah. Kirk, yeah. Uh, apparently look, he was what? fuck. Look up Kirk Douglas and Natalie Wood. It is not yeah. good. Oh Ooh. god. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you well, could strike Kirk Douglas I, out of there. And then Michael never Douglas, mind. You know. I'm a fan you know, of the golden age of Hollywood. I'm a yeah. fan of old movies. Um, That's fair. And I say old loosely. Uh, but I mean, Quantumania, it was just like, it was good on its own, but I feel like um, you can't enjoy it as much if you aren't a fan of the MCU and if you're on a fan of superheroes. Yeah. But with the D&D &D movie, I mean, Habits, you know, speaking from you, do you feel like you could enjoy it, like, despite an experience yeah. with the... I felt like I really could enjoy it, and I felt like they did a good job of kind of explaining, like, how the universe works, the rules of it, the limitations of it, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I think they did a really solid job. Like, I was very, like, like, I'd have a question, and then a couple moments would pass, and they literally would explain it. So I would, you know what I mean? I didn't even think of that, but yeah, they did do that. Yeah. That was, that was like, cause you know, I guess maybe it's like, cause we're coming at it from two different angles, you know, like I know nothing. So I'm like walking in trying to make sure I'm just yeah. like understanding the plot. But like, I think they did a good job. Like, I, like cause I went with uh, my partner too and they also like understood everything and got it. And we know nothing about D and D. That's a good, yeah. that's a good like, really aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact word. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ginger Snark out there says her husband has never played D&D &D and knows only the very basics of it. And he loved it. He missed a few jokes slash Easter eggs, <laughs> but overall enjoyed it very much. What I yeah. liked. Yeah. What I liked a lot about this movie. And this is going to sound like a knock, but I feel like it's good to know. Huh, how do I put this? Okay. The golden age of Tumblr. Have, do I start what? from there? Do I start from there? Uh, no. Okay. So like Tumblr used to have like got all, that those, all those writing intro down. He said, he said, let me hook you in. Oh let's, my God. Let's... You just gave me war flashbacks. I feel like there have been a lot of people and especially, okay. How do I do this? A lot of people write their own fan fiction. There's fan fiction. Then there's like head canon. There's all this stuff. Right. So everybody kind of had an idea on like, what would a D and D movie be like? like all these jokes that people have thrown out, just like people have done like the whole thing, like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, seems like uh, a D&D campaign that the Avengers are playing. Like, have you heard mm. that? Like somebody had- I like... haven't, but I agree with that sentiment. And so it's like, I get it. it. Like, it's fun, right? Like when we're dealing with fandom on that level, like it's super fun. But like, I'm glad that this movie didn't do like- break the fourth wall, show that people are playing those characters. I'm glad they didn't pull those kind of tropes. You get what I mean? I do get what you mean. I ha actually, I saw somebody's uh, review of it and they said that though it didn't uh, like show the players or anything and they were grateful for that. I also, side note, I'm really grateful they didn't have any cameos from large D, D creators yeah mm -hmm. i know that might not be a popular opinion but i feel like it would have taken me out of the, um, the fan 
the fantasy of it all. Yeah. But um, no, I saw somebody say like, you know, you couldn't tell that there obviously like there wasn't like a fourth wall break, but it still felt a little bit like, oh, these are moments that a D&D campaign would actually have. They said the yeah. Jarnathan thing. Jarnathan. <laughs> One of my favorite moments. <laughs> the practical effects on that were wild too. Yeah. I loved that they did practical effects on that. Did I send you the link to, or did I tag you in the- You the, did. The bird yeah. fully spreads his wings. Yeah, in like, you, you sent me that. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, the names themselves don't break the fourth wall, but the names seem like some, like somebody would like- make them up because like michelle rodriguez's yeah. character is holga holga <laughs> just sounds like helga and olga put together mm-hmm. to be holga and that <laughs> the is rogue is name. forge <laughs> what'd you say the rogue is named forge yeah <laughs> the evil guy it's just like you know th- there's just oh a bunch God. of kind of funny names and it's not like lord of the rings where they're trying to be very serious when they name their characters and mm-hmm. like they're not supposed to be joke names D&D has that level of levity to it, right? It does. It's one of those things where, like, you can get, be a little tongue-in-cheek, but most people aren't going to, like, um, be so on the nose. But I loved the level where it was like, this is, can be a real name, but also a name like Jonathan. That's just a twist on Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love think, it. I think the point was, like, them going into this movie being like, we're going to make a movie. We're not making a live action D&D game. We're making a movie. Like people yeah. online had said like, what if the whole party or half the party died, but then the actors came back as different characters to then join the party. Cause that's like what you would do in a game, right? Like the player will have a different character. And so it, it'll be Chris Pine in a mm-hmm. mustache playing a different character. But like, I'm glad they didn't do that. Cause it wasn't a game. Yeah, I it, was, it was a movie. I feel like it would it would put too much of a line in the sand between people who understand D&D and people who don't. Yeah. And it would I, be too similar I to... Like, I, what's up? Like, I guess I just personally, in terms of like a movie, I, I wouldn't really have enjoyed that just because like, I feel like in this movie, they did a good job of getting you to care about the characters. Like, mm. like Holga and... I'm blanking on the, the main character's name now, but you know, he was... Uh, cool. Edgen. Edgen, right, with the whole thing with his daughter and his wife. Like, they really made you kind of, like, care for them in a way. Like, when you saw the the whole thing with Holga and her husband, and, like, he's talking about, like, I tried to make you a home, but you could never, like, accept it type of thing. Like, I don't, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, like things like that that you can't help but just kind of be like, damn, like, I feel for both of you in this situation because, like, I get mm-hmm. where you're both coming from. They, I think that's They played it real. The... Yeah, right. I think yeah, I think which that's, is so interesting from something moment. like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> what was Camden? I I I loved how each of them got their their moments. I mean, Simon with you know facing his ancestors later revealed to be himself, and like um, the Edgin with uh, obviously the wife and child. I almost thought that would be a bit at first when he was going through it, I was like, oh, is this a lie to like charm out of his way out of it? But the fact that it was sincere and that the bard wasn't just like a jokey, like, oh, I'm going to have sex with everybody was great for me because I'm like, I love a bard. That's not like that. One of the bards I play is just an awkward theater kid. Um, 
who's like really self-absorbed and I love that so I <laughs> I'm glad to not see a slutty bard <laughs> are you oh no I feel like you're gonna hate my bard when I like if we ever play together hey it's okay it's okay I understand some bards are slutty I mean, um <laughs> yes yeah let's just say that only some of my characters are slutty when I play DTRPGs Let's let's I, just say that some of them. Are. I love a I I made a very slutty wizard, which was a great time. Ooh. Uh yeah. Mm, okay. That wasn't a filmed campaign, but God, it could have been. Um, <laughs> it's a great one. But anyway, no. Uh I love I love your comment habits about um each of them having their own moments. You yeah. know. I like I guess that like I'm kind of curious now if it's cool with like Dimitri, like because it's like, I know you have so much experience, so I guess I'm interested in knowing, like, what is your favorite character, like, from the movie, like, or? Ooh, um, I, each of them were good, but the thing, the one that stood out to me was Holga, um, mm. because Holga, in a lot of ways, played a little bit into the, like, oh, a little bit dumb, uh, barbarian trope, but one thing I liked is that, um, dumb didn't mean a lack of social awareness or a lack of emotional intelligence yeah and i love that because there are different kinds of intelligence and a lot of people are just like barbarians or idiots um which no hate to people who play it that way because oftentimes like intelligence or wisdom are their dump stats um but i loved seeing the like complex relationship with her ex-husband and how she feels about him and uh also her relationship with uh Edgin's daughter especially where like yeah. there are moments where she was just like oh you're saying something silly um but she was like you could see where she was on how she was understanding the situation and it didn't really portray her as like oh she's just a dumbass all the time which I loved yeah. um I liked the the layers of her character as a mother figure as someone who especially who was in a relationship that didn't work but didn't hold like against the amosity like, yeah. towards their ex i yeah. i love that shit that is because that is a relationship type that is not shared because yeah. not everybody like, hates their ex <laughs> I, I feel like she also had a good understanding of like like a bit of humility like a bit of like maybe I don't know it all or maybe you know what I mean because like I guess like it for me the one where she won me over was like she was a cool character because I, I love uh Michelle Rodriguez is Michelle Rodriguez yeah yeah like I, I love her so like I I guess like I was when she won me over was when she was like oh you used it on me like why'd you do that like I was just like oh girl you're you're gonna be putting people ahead of yourself the yeah. whole time but we know it's because you love us mm-hmm. I I liked the scene with her and Bradley Cooper because mm-hmm. they didn't make tiny jokes. No. Did you notice that? Like I in like that, that scene. I did notice that, yeah. It wasn't like I, I feel like a comedic director would have had a like 30 seconds of Bradley Cooper trying to struggle to get up on a chair. Like I feel like another director would have done that. And, that and it had that little moment where it was like, oh, this is surprising. And like, yeah. that's kind of funny. But yeah. it it was never like at his expense. No. Right. You know, it's just he likes he likes, you know, he likes his tall women. 
you know? Which I think I think works because like in D&D campaigns, you're not constantly making like short jokes at the Half-Lead's expense. Right. <laughs> you just accept them. That's just part of the world. Something you know? that something that I, I think that it was very interesting that you mentioned, Cam, earlier is how um, there are a lot of people from marginalized communities in, in our world who play D&D. And like, mm-hmm. why is it popular? And why has it like why has it uh proven to be like really popular with this uh with those groups of people um i i feel like uh i mean okay uh (laughs) speaking from experience but also like on a larger like um sociological viewpoint uh fantasy is more than just oh, let's see what happens. It's an idea of how you want the world to be. And sometimes that includes like, you need to acknowledge in some way the terrible bits of the world and then show how you can fight them. You know, I think Lord of the Rings is a great example where there's like this like evil there. And then there's the belief that, hey, you can fight it. Or uh, Chronicles of Narnia, is also a good one where uh, the writer's, you know, religious beliefs play deeply into how he wrote it. Um, And I think the connection with marginalized groups in particular and fantasy is because the real world is often a unique kind of harshness and the experience you, the experiences you have um, make you so hyper aware of everything around you because you're constantly looking out for stuff and almost like I don't want to say constantly on edge but like a little bit and I'm speaking as my experience as a femme presenting person where like I move through the world and I have to be like hyper aware of like the is this person meaning me harm yeah you know yeah but I think that's the case for a lot of marginalized identities um but in a fantasy world you can explore the idea of that might happen, but I have the power. It's controlling you know? your own destiny, right? Like it is. We we talk about this a lot, like just on TikTok and whatever, but like main character energy, right? People who think they're the mm. center of the world. And I feel like that's a very specific type of, of uh person. And I feel like the ability to control your own destiny in media in a game, in a video game, in a board game, in a whatever game, tabletop, like that's something different that's not always allowed to people. Like that's the only place that's, some of yeah. us get to live out main character, you know? Yeah. Or not even necessarily main character, but like the ability to support your loved ones if you feel quite powerless in supporting them in in person, if there's things well, that you can't control. There, yeah. I have a friend who's um, non-binary. They're really, really knowledgeable. Um, JT and Mighty Z uh, talk about this a lot, where like people of color, oftentimes in these like fantasy stories, they don't, I think both of you kind of said it, like just, but it's like such a basic thing, like not even being a main character, but just the privilege to exist in those worlds. Like think to like mm. Lord of the Rings and how like much backlash they got because suddenly like, like, people of color were in the show. You know what I mean? Like, it's like just solely existing. Like I think back to uh, Miles Morales with Spider-Man where like, again, new character solely existing as a POC, like people just don't, mm-hmm. 
like it. Like, and it's, it's, I don't know, I could definitely. Which is so, it's so fucking goofy. It it is very goofy. It's very goofy. (laughs) Like, I could see the appeal where, like, finally you're like, I I can be a part of the fantasy. And, like, no one can take it away from me or it's not, like, up for debate. Yeah. Where your existence doesn't have to be, like, questioned in the media, even if fans are assholes about it. Yeah. Right. Particular Marvel fans. No offense to me. <laughs> is, is, is it? Are you talking about me specifically? No. No, I was. I said in particular yeah. Marvel fans. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. Um, do you guys, did you guys say who your favorite character no, were? I better not see you tweeting out MCU later, Dimitri. How dare you? What? <laughs> I'm here to support everyone right now, uh, including the incels out there. So there are good people on all sides. Habits. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's giving, it's giving. If we kick every Latino out of this country, who's gonna be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump? It's giving. Oh no. Um <laughs> so uh <laughs> um so you coming in at this with with kind of like fresh eyes to the to the thing. Were there things that were confusing? Are there things that you still don't understand? Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert on the thing. So yeah, I right. kind of, wait, are we talking about our criticisms? Or? No, I mean, just in general about the movie, like you coming in with, with like limited knowledge on Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they did okay. Like, I don't think that if someone were to tell me like name, the characters they are and like everything I would be able to do it but I mean I know how their like abilities more or less work um like how like the like I wasn't confused by like the sorcerer thing where I'd like in the beginning he wasn't able to do a lot and then at the end he like figured it out like that didn't confuse me you know right. what I mean like so yeah for the most part I think they purposely did that way right like they want everybody to be able to watch this movie and again I was surprised at how much I liked this movie and like I think I think, like, I always compare it to my mom, because, like, my mom, you know, is an open-minded person, but, like, she doesn't tend to like very fantastical stuff. Like, if stuff is too far out there, she's just like, I can't, I can't watch this, you know? So, but, like, I'm trying to think of, like, whether this movie would be something that, like, she could jump into as just, you know, someone who doesn't necessarily like the genre. Do you have to like fantasy to like this yeah. movie? I don't know. I haven't really jumped into too much fantasy. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Cam? Cam's uh, uh Cam's away right now, so it's just you and I. I'm grilling okay. you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, um, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. If I mean, I would say. Like, if you're not super heavy into fantasy, that like, you could totally do it. I mean, like, that would probably be, like, something I could recommend. Because, like, it was goofy and funny enough that I could totally see, like, how somebody jumping into it could like it. Like, especially yeah. with, like, the tone. I think the basic understanding, like, not even of the genre, but of just, like, this movie is, you ha- just have to understand that, like, magic exists. Right. right. And other non-human creatures exist and there's not too many of them but every so often they'll pop up with like some other species right 
the other race of of creature. But like for the most part, you got to believe in like you got to know that magic exists and that there are other creatures, and that's it. Like you just kind of walk into this movie being like, okay, it'll explain the rest. Yeah, you know, it takes place in another world. I think it's it's you know good. Um, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite character? Your favorite character was the druid. Yeah, the the girl that was like turning into animals and yeah. stuff. She was cool. What was her name? I got uh, it. Doric. Doric was her name. Was that her name? I think so. I think Doric was her name. Um, but do you like do you like it? Did you yeah, watch Doric. the it movies? Oh, the the new like. You're talking about the, the with the what's his name? Bill Scar. Yeah, yeah, name? yeah. Scarsgard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I popped in and I immediately knew. I just want to say, amazing. <laughs> um, so this- Let's shoot my own horn, but damn. <laughs> the girl did, who plays yeah. Doric was in the It movies, the two newest ones. Uh, yeah. Sophie, Sophia Lillis is her name. In it? Um, she was in Who, who yeah, was she? She's the girl. She was Beverly. <laughs> There's one girl in the whole There's, damn thing. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Wait, Demetrius right. What? Sorry, I feel silly. <laughs> that'd be like that'd be like I'd be that'd be I like if know. I said, "Oh yeah, that is that... such." <laughs> no, there was one look, girl. The past, there was one the girl, and people. there was one black kid. That was it. Like there was, there was, but there's another girl. Stephen King the... doesn't give great representation. <laughs> no. Also, what are we expecting? You know, from Stephen King. <laughs> it is what it is. I, um, I did like. I will say that I did like her in the movie just because it was probably like my favorite part was like the way that she was, it was just really creative. Like when she was like going from like a fly and then a snake and then into like the owl bear, like, cause when I initially saw yeah. her, I was like, okay, like what are they going to do with that? Like how useful could that really be? And then she shut me right up. Cause I was like, oh no, like now I like, I was like, I want like animal shaping powers too now. Cause that's like, that looks like so much fun. Like the no. way like, yeah, druids like, are basically gods. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I would, and then she had a little like I'm a sucker for anything that resembles like a bow and arrow. So the little like slingshot thing she had on her slingshot is that what is that what it was? The yeah. little magic missile moment, or yeah, like that would work. Like I love that. Uh, I I feel like it was like it was the closest to Beast Boy that we've ever gotten on uh, in movies or TV because Beast Boy in the Titans in the Titans show is useless they don't do anything with them. <laughs> that show sucks but like i love um, your passion on that <laughs> i'm a huge i'm a huge titans fan like from the comics from the cartoon like i'm a huge Titans. if you fan. like teen titans you should check out the mask game that i'm in heroes of ashes <laughs> you can plug it's your teen shows titans if you want inspired i think that nothing they did with beast boy compared to how awful raven's wig is in that show I mean, there's a that lot means, of bad things in that show. Yes, that's hateful, hateful the wig. costume design alone. Yeah, um, wig that is not even plucked. I what I'm saying. I wanted like Beast Boy has done this thing before where he just like flies up and then turns into a like a blue whale and like squashes things. I was thinking she would do something like that. But also, do we know that blue whales exist in this franchise? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, One I, of my favorite things about TTRPGs is when a player randomly mentions something that they think exists. 
like oh venmo or like venmo or i played a lot of modern settings um (laughs) and then the dm like has this like exasperated i guess it exists now (laughs) um i can imagine that for a blue white whale yeah well i mean i'm sure there's like a sea serpent right Mm -hmm. gotta be like that i'm afraid of sea serpents it can turn into a sea serpent, but they can't turn into an owl bear. What's so special not, about an not owl according bear? to some people? I, I it's, it's not technically an animal; it's a monster. But like, come on. Okay. <laughs> Aren't humans the real monsters? Actually, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It seemed like I loved how in this movie the enemy was kind of still capitalism. And I kind of lived. Like, I kind of lived. <laughs> um, we still hate rich people. Right. <laughs> um, Ginger Snark out there. Um, at this point, I should have just invited like, Ryan onto the show at this point. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know Ryan was free tonight. Thank you for watching, Ryan. Uh, Ginger Snark says the paladin was her favorite character. Can't remember the name. Oh, Zenk. And she just looked it up. Zenk. Zenk was Roger Jean. Roger Jean Paul, right? Roger Jean Page. Roger Jean Page. Uh, everybody loves Roger Jean Page. Um, I get it. I get it. Uh, he he might have been my favorite though. He was like mm, a noble. Okay. He was like a noble. Like okay, him and Holga reminded me of Drax but in different ways like Drax from Guardians I see that yeah they're both very similar in that respect but kind of in different ways but I really liked um I'm sorry how about you were saying oh I was gonna ask what you guys thought about Simon oh uh (laughs) I'll get actually into that too um (laughs) so Simon I loved the insecurity attached to his character um one because he's so young um but two because i loved the having to get over yourself aspect of it that was so literal um yeah and the i loved how they specifically made him he's a good sorcerer when he needs to be when like Mm. there is when it's literally life or death because I think that's the case with a lot of people where they like they either don't believe or they don't trust themselves or they put stuff off until it's absolutely necessary and then they show up ask any neurotypical kid who is really good at tests and really terrible at homework um yeah (laughs) shout out to so many students I know um (laughs) but um but look at us now look at us now yeah look at us now (laughs) they said stay off the internet don't talk to strangers on the internet but i knew what was good for me exactly (laughs) (laughs) but then um uh our good our good bridgerton fellow uh i know he wants to be known for more than that so i feel bad calling him that um our good zedek um (laughs) i loved how there was the opposite almost where like there's this assuredness and like i'm gonna be great at everything but then it almost reminded me i don't know if you have ever seen dimension 20 specifically um oh god 
I need to watch their stuff. Fantasy High. It's very good. But one of the ways that the DM, Brendan Lee Mulligan, deals with uh, high elves in Fantasy High is making them like so silly noble that they're like unrealistic and like goofy and just uncomfortable to be around. We're talking like, like very oh. aristocratic, like, yeah, like, like, like aristocratic, to, but like Habsburg aristocratic. We're like, oh, they're deeply stupid and inbred. Um, <laughs> is it like, le- what's his lemon grab? Is it like from Let- Adventure yeah. Time? Lemon grab from Adventure Time. That's a perfect, yeah, that's a perfect yeah. comparison. I don't know um, much about but- Adventure Time, but I know enough to get by. Neither. Zenik reminded me of that where it was like, yeah, you're great at everything, but also you're the like just absolute goofiest person where like you don't know what the real world is like at all you just move through the world doing your thing and like people give you adoration and then you're just like you know what he what he what he seems like he seems like the type of beautiful person in real life that's like wait you guys don't all get into clubs for free people don't buy you guys I can't. Actually, oh my god, I feel kind of embarrassing being like, yes, there, because when we were hanging out, I got us so many things for free by accident. You did. I swear it's not usually like that, though. You were, you were, yeah, like, you were coasting that night. You were just like, I don't know why. I got us, I got us free shots. I got us free food at the movie theater. I mean, I, we, we all, we, uh, we all got, I mean, yeah, I, I think it we all sense. got free drinks. No, I, I think we all. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh um, no, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. Where they're just like, you don't do that? Or like the rich people who are like, you don't ski? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, wait, wait, why? Why do you have to stay home? And like, don't you don't like, why, why do you have to clean your house? Like, don't you have a housekeeper? Like. Get to oh look, my god. You know. <laughs> Why do you have to babysit your younger siblings? Do you not have a nanny? Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Um Zenk has the best quotes. I'm looking it up right now. Irony Zenk is a really blade does. that uh irony is a blade that cuts he who wields it most especially. Like his quote on irony is so funny. He had the best I love he- I love his his little like uh tisms where he's just like yes yeah and he says the randomest like fake deep thing yeah his personality was the best thing ever ginger snark i agree (laughs) yeah um hugh grant (laughs) needs to be we need to appreciate hugh grant he's so good at playing an asshole but like a charming asshole that's, does, that's yeah. another thing with this movie. I feel like everybody, all the actors, they cast it so well because all the actors, it was like their typical character types, but like it was still so fun. Like you could tell that they were like, yeah, give you room to play with it, but I know what you're comfortable with. Hugh Grant was a great example of that. He does he was play such lovable a assholes. Like that's, he does play lovable assholes. That's Bridget like a Jones lot of diary. his Yeah. Uh, love Actually. Love actually, right? Uh, isn't he? Isn't oh he gosh. a lovable asshole in About a Boy? Is he? I've never seen that. I think he. Hugh I think Grant. He, 
I think he plays a lovable asshole in that. He tends to play lovable assholes because I think in real life, I think he is he a lovable asshole. <laughs> he does I'm, seem like kind of a dick. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he cheated on like, on Liz Hurley with a with a prostitute. I forgot about that. Who the fuck? I remember watching Liz Hurley in the movie and Frasier where she's bedazzled, bedazzled, and I felt so many things in that movie <laughs> but how could you yeah. how could anybody cheat on liz hurley i, I don't mean, get it yeah uh i mean that's a deeper thing we can talk about for hours uh that's a yeah. relationship podcast so mm. what did you guys what did you guys think about the portal like powers that they displayed here because i love them the hither dither what was it called hither 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 dither Hither yeah, dither? I think it's hither dither. I don't know. I had a speech impediment as a kid. Don't ask me to do that. <laughs> I loved no, I loved it. Like I loved the way, and that was kind of like something I was touching on before. It was like the limitations and the way that they were like, if the the portal like is on the floor, there's nothing we can or like they can. They kind of like they were like chipping at it with a little knife, but yeah, I thought that was really smart. Like that's something you wouldn't consider with portal mm-hmm. powers. Like that was really well done. I like that. I like that too, where it was that realistic, like, yeah, magic is there, but it doesn't solve all your problems. And they reinforce that a lot yeah. of ways. But yeah. the, the portal is a great way to um, put it, especially. I love the, I loved how they came up with plans too. Like all as a party, it showed them being like, okay, everybody contributed. Yeah. I like that. I like, you know I I like it when magic has rules. I think yeah. <laughs> what I love the what I love the most about this movie though was the way that from start to finish, like it narratively just worked. Like the whole giving back the wealth to the people, the whole like blue dragonfly thing, where like it's like you don't need to catch it, just let it go. And then he moves on from that and like brings back Holga. Like it was just narratively so good. Like I'm getting chills now talking about it. Like really, like I loved I felt, it. I, really I felt something during that last part where they show like she's dying and like, I didn't expect to feel something, but I did. And it was like a very real, like he gave up something. It was a selfless act and he had been doing selfless act, but he hadn't, he hadn't like really fully been committed to it, but that was a selfless act. And I love that. Because he was going to bring back the wife for him. Right. Like that wasn't that, isn't that what they said in the movie? Like he would be bringing her back for him, not for his daughter necessarily. And he thought it was like, no, I want to give you the chance to get to know your mother. But also, like, she had a mother. Yeah. The whole time. Right. I think it touches. I love like me personally. I love found family. So like I was like, I totally get what you mean. Like, I I love me some found family. Another reason queer people love D&D because of that trope, (laughs) baby. Like I, I agree. Like I, like anything that follows like the spy kids. Like remember one thing: everyone's your family. Like I'm gonna eat that up. I'm sorry. I am. Spy kids. Yes. <laughs> spy kids. I, I understand. I pick up what you're putting down, even if Dimitri does it. I no, I mean <laughs> I know, I know. I've seen all three. Well, I've seen the three spy kids. I never saw the fourth. Everyone's your family. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Emily, with Emily Osment, right? Yeah, Emily Osment is the fucking person who says that. I uh, I used to have a, helicopter I used to have a crush. Yeah. I used to have a crush on Alexa Vega. The Alexa wait, Vega. Carmen? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was Carmen. Yeah. Everyone had a crush on Carmen. I I had a crush Remember on Carmen. Remember when she was in uh 
repo van or whatever. Well, well Zydrake comes in a little glass vial. A little glass vial. I'm weak. I, I do remember her being like a pop star at the end of Spy Kids 2, which I thought oh. was funny. Yeah, I had a crush on her. I was I was very young when I watched Spy Kids 2. I kind of blame Carmen for my- She was in Sleepover. Oh, she was. I you, I saw Sleepover too. I know what you're talking about. Underrated movie. Damn. Repo the genetic opera. That's what she was in. She uh, uh She's married to great. Carlos Pena. And then they From both the changed their name to Pena Vega. They combined their <laughs> last name when they got married. What'd you say? He's okay. I've never. Oh, he's in Big Time Rush. He's yeah. very attractive. I'm sorry. I'm looking at him up now. He is fellow. Damn. Also, fellow the child King. star thing. Mm. Her her on screen brother in Spy Kids is married to uh, Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. Yeah, they have an adorable baby. Junie. Junie. Um. Speaking of adorable babies, where Edgin's baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love the daughter. I'm not gonna lie. I thought she was good, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I oh, thought she was good when she like starts laughing maniacally and then turns into the witch. I was it like, was oh fuck, creepy, super creepy. It was. She the actress me. did a good job. I think there was a moment where I was like, huh, I feel like she is kind of just filler for like another character's backstory but then when she like really took agency with the boat scenes i was like okay she's like i feel like if there was a sequel she would come into her own a little bit more she has invisibility powers like she has her own power that nobody from the pendant yeah (laughs) right uh that's true with i'm trying to remember i'm trying to like remember like the scenes about like asking the questions was hilarious. Personally, yeah. like, does anyone have a funniest moment in the movie? Mm. There were a couple of good chuckles. I'm trying to think. There were quite a few. The yeah. Jonathan, the Jonathan scene, like Jonathan starting right things. off the bat, like in that first scene. That was great. Yeah. I mean, I want to say, I think I like it might be the the dead man scene because i just thought that was like very camp like i found it <laughs> like you know what i mean like it was just so silly like, i understand yeah like, i don't know it was it was just that little bit of fun where i was like oh okay like i can watch this like this is fun i loved the dragon how they portrayed the dragon and how the it chonky, wasn't like the, the usual chonky dragon like, the chonky dragon and how it wasn't like the usual like this is a terrible like scary beast that's just gonna murder you all the time i was like no, he's okay. He's an animal like any other. Like you know, he can get chonky and cute. What I they what came I appreciated. Where I like, where are the dragons? <laughs> What'd you say? Like, In the underdark. Like no, like literally, uh, I, I, the the dragon came at such a perfect point because I was literally saying to myself like, "This is Dungeons and Dragons. Where are the dragons?" And then it literally They're came. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that like they went above and beyond on the designs and the comedic bits like it wasn't a first draft comedy you know you could tell like they spent time honing each joke and even the way like they could have just had it where he's a dragon and he's chonky 
and he can't move much. And that's that, right? They could have just been right. like, he weighs himself down. His wings won't carry his weight. He's like Heimlich from Bugs Life, you know? Um, but he was dangerous. But he rolled. Yeah. His movement changed because of his type. He slid, mm-hmm. right? These are things that we don't normally see with dragons. The rolling, the sliding, right? He was so formidable. He was a little think- goofy and cute, but he was formidable. Yeah, I think that touches like, on something that like, like I think audiences really appreciate when you just don't treat them like they don't like. How do I say this? Like when you treat your audience like they haven't seen like a bunch of these movies, and you're like, you know what? We know what you're thinking of when you see Dragon, but like, let's do something different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if they really did do that like big Dragon thing, it would maybe people would like make comparisons to like other shows or like you know yeah. what I mean? unless you get the benefit of like in the future if you do another movie the dragon maybe could be more menacing slowly or something like the next you one you know they- what you know what I felt like it was I feel like they didn't rely on the brand mm-hmm. mm, I and love that. I think that's where the it didn't feel like a first draft comedy and like it didn't feel like they were just doing like it really did feel like they set out to make their own movie and it just happened to be Dungeons and Dragons themed. It wasn't lazy. That was, you know, it wasn't lazy. But I totally see with the dragon in particular, I think that shows, you know, because it was like funny and like, but it didn't, it didn't lessen the stakes. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a moment and I, I pointed it, I knew it when I saw it the first time and I kept an eye out for it the second time and I was just like, I, I just love it. They didn't have to do it at all. They could have struck it and it wouldn't have affected the movie at all. But there's a there's a point. I don't know if I told you, Cam, but there's a point where where mm. Simon is facing the wizard. One has the hand and the other one has the hand. And it's it's like a Western style back to front sort of. They're facing each yeah. other in the duel. And the basket, I remember I remember when that came out and you started giggling. <laughs> the basket rolls like a tumbleweed, right? Mm-hmm. And we they it's didn't, cute, like, they didn't it's need a to do call it. out to tropes but like it's not it's not like oh it doesn't affect you know the quality of the movie yeah. it's just like a cute little nod it's not know? even the same genre yeah right it's not a i Western. think i think the movie also had a great handle on its tone like it, mm. it, it like nothing or nothing no, i don't want to say nothing bothers me more but it does bother me when like i'm watching a movie and like there is something very clearly serious happening or something with a serious tone and it's like oh we're gonna make a cancer joke like you know what i mean like i i like that this movie was like no we're having an emotional moment you'll get a joke in a second but we're gonna let you sit with your discomfort for like a second or two before we get to that like yeah there were still jokes but they didn't like do the jokes at the expense of their moments that were like fleshing out their characters i guess i should say i think that's part of the thing too that draws in like newer like people who haven't played D before right. is that it honors the audience member and like it doesn't it that's one of the things that actually got me into film and animation like and kind of not a snob but like very into the certain movies that i like is it doesn't they don't didn't treat their audience like they were stupid or right. like they were just here to make a buck. Like they were like, no, this is a legitimate moment. I totally get that. You know? Do you feel like there were moments of 
on the opposite side, like where they dealt with the discomfort, but still like kind of weighing it out with like a joke or like a softer tone. I think when you're talking about things like death, right? Like when they did the, the they're showing like the warriors deaths and like how they all died. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like a lighthearted tone. I mean, it's kind of hard to do things like that. Like there's no way to make death funny. You know what I mean? If, if there is, it's really hard. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And like, I think that they did it as good as you can. Like, you know, like they would kind of like show what happened to them. And then like, you look at the skeleton and like their eye is missing. So you're like, oh, well, how'd you get that? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. I mean, I don't, I didn't really pick up on any that like did that for me. I mean, what did, did you find any like that? Where there was like moments of uh, seriousness that kind of got outweighed yeah. by, I feel like a lot of moments between the Holga and Edgar's daughter had stuff like that. Um, I also liked how they handled the father-daughter relationship. Um, I thought that was pretty compelling because it wasn't like a... um, You could see how there were little things of how she was being manipulated, but you could also see how like he is playing into that image of himself a little bit where he's yeah. not thinking about at the core of it. He is being selfish. Um, but I liked how they had those, those moments. And then Hugh Grant did the wonderful job of being that lovable asshole and having those like, he's just, he's just so terrible. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> you, how can you, how can you help it? He just wants riches. He left already. <laughs> no, I'm- stupid little fucking accent (laughs) you could and i think that like it kind of was in a a funny way that like the daughter could kind of see that like it was like you said like kind of all about him like like Mm -hmm. i feel like she kind of picked up on that because like one thing about kids they're gonna know you're full of shit before you know you're full of shit yeah 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 um i feel like sorry you were saying dimitri oh no 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 um at a certain, I, I think we're going to wrap up a little bit earlier today um, mm-hmm. than a previously allotted because still testing out this internet connection that doesn't seem to be going perfectly, you know? Um, Sigh. Yeah, yeah. So um, where do we hope this this franchise is going in the future? Personally, Are we sure? I, I want a series of series. I want a series of this group and it could call, be called like Honor Among Thieves, Thieves, you know ransom like this is the thieves storyline and then there can be like a dozen dragons it's more about like war and knights and stuff like that that's cool too there could be another dungeon dragon series that's about like you know i don't know something anyway the point being is a series you you know what i mean i i like that idea of it almost slightly following different parties I would say I feel like the story wrapped up pretty well with the end of this oh. uh, thing. Although I can see a sequel happening. I mean, but they I do think say the one guy is going to come back. Yeah, I think I think it would be compelling if it was a different party, but we still saw some crossover with NPCs, not with the party. So, mm-hmm. like, oh. if we saw uh, our our good Zank. friend. Zank <laughs> pop in and be like, I, I, 
I previously held a band of thieves um, <laughs> something to a new party. Yeah. Just because I think the reason I say that is because I loved how they picked actors that worked so well with these character archetypes. I would love to see them expand into that. And I don't know how big of a franchise it would be. You know what I'm saying? I could see these so characters I think- continue. I can definitely really? see these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Maybe Simon. One more. I want to see Simon and Doric, like him, try to court her because she said okay. But like, I liked but, how they used the term courting and not like dating. Yeah. Specifically courting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to see you know uh, a little bit more of Edgin teaching his daughter some tricks. You know, now that she trusts him again. I'd love to see Ed, uh, Edgin's daughter actually form her own party. Oh, I mean, Consider. yeah. I mean, they could Consider. do that, like, over time, just keep switching some people out as they kind of finish off their arc. I mean, if I was writing a Dungeon Dragon, like, a sequel to this, maybe Holga, maybe Holga is still, like, foolhardy in... um in his in 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 her um like going into battle right but then but then edgin is a little bit worried about her like edgin tr- maybe tries mm. to protect holga and holga's like why are you trying to protect me and then he's like well i mean we brought you back to life you know uh like and then she's like no I, you know what i mean one more thing yeah. that i absolutely love that i just have to point out that edgin and holga didn't have a romance i'm glad yes i'm glad yeah. I'm so happy that didn't happen. I'm sorry, off topic, but god damn, I just had to point that out. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I kind of just hope they have, have like more movies and I can see Holga and Doric. That's really all I need from it. <laughs> I like <laughs> let me stick with those two and I'll be good. That's all you need. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I really want to see Zach again. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he did something with Hugh Grant, right? He either took Hugh Grant or something in the end, because Hugh Grant gets away, Forge gets away, and then like Zenk pops up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So something's happening. Also, we never learned about really his tattoo or the full history of it, because he's a paladin, so he has an oath of something. We didn't learn much about his oath beyond like oh, he had this traumatic childhood. So I'd love to learn more about That's him. That's what created it, though. Yeah, but I want to I wanna learn more, you know? Yeah. We didn't more. get to see any of the zombies. More. Like, those zombie creatures that were in that flashback, we never saw. We, I mean, we saw, we saw some of them fight them in the Underdark. Uh, you remember oh, the people yeah, who yeah, were yeah, like, good to see you. We yeah. saw some of those, but I would oh, love to even... see like his parents. Yeah. Or something. I yeah. love the maze. The maze. That was that was crazy. Oh, the maze fight. The mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. With the yeah. original, with the cartoon. I don't know. Um, because habits you might not know. There was a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. cartoon back in the day. Those yeah. those random characters that live till the end of the maze, those are the characters from the cartoon. That's crazy. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, they're very wearing very specific stuff. The, That's, the how you know. like deteriorating like gel like jello thing like that was I don't know that was that was just fun like when she's like everyone hop in here and then like turns into a snake it solidified it I was like you're my favorite like she you, had it's you she had to put her finger you out love the other dream. end to create that hole 
You notice that? That's like when she went in, mm-hmm. her finger had to she pop got ready out the for end, it. and then she had to slither out. Which I loved. I loved how many moments they had of like you could see them actively planning stuff, and there was moments of like all together, and then there was moments of like just trust me, bro. Um, right. <laughs> I loved, and I hope if we're getting into a sequel, we see more of those like elaborate planning stuff, whether it be with the same party or with a different one. Yeah. They really also, the stakes feel like, like very high. Like when she's like, everyone hop in here. I was like, what is happening? What's going to happen? Where are they could die. Right. I was like, you just saw someone get like melted in here. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to thank I, I want to thank both of you so much for coming on this show uh, today and talking with, about Dungeons Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I think it's amazing that we all saw it. I think it's amazing that we all uh, liked it. Uh, that we all come at it from different you know experiences and uh, that it was accessible to all of us. And I think that's like a big right. thing. Um, before we get going, I don't know if either of you had any final thoughts about the movie uh, before we do final. Uh, plugs and stuff. Um, go watch it. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm gonna echo habits and say, just go watch <laughs> it. It's a. It's a fun time. You know, not every movie is like as lighthearted as this one, and I really liked it. It was a good time. Like, I, think- I know that there are people like me out there who are like, I don't know about this type of fantasy, Lord of the Ringsy stuff, but just give it a chance. Trust the journey and you will not be disappointed, I swear. Yeah. You can still like it even if you don't play D&D. Yeah. And I think that it's a great example of a movie that can be good and entertaining. It doesn't have to be one or the other, right? It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for, for coming on. Thank you everybody out there for watching. Shout out to Ginger Snark. Uh, Ginger Snark, uh, is an amazing content creator. Go follow her, um, wherever you can find Ginger Snark, uh, TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, shout out to first timer Lala Chacha 248, uh, Lala La Cha Cha Cha, I think, um, 248. Uh, give us a like or a follow or whatever. It's first timer. So, you know, let us, uh, you know, uh, hopefully hopefully you're a you're a fan still and hopefully they can still they can still hear me because this broadcast is going wackadoo um but we are recording so this will be in the podcast uh shout out to uh just julio who's waiting for adnan who is in the next uh king talks podcast episode right after this so stay tuned for that before we get going habits where can we find you online what do you got coming up anything you want to plug um you can find me on TikTok at habits um, and on Instagram two underscores and then habits. Um, I don't know if I have anything coming up. I'm just kind of drawing right now. So if you want to come on my TikTok and watch me draw, you're more than welcome to pop in. Um, aside from that, I have my own podcast as well called Geeks and Peaks link in my bio. Feel free to check it out. Um, but that's it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, I, I wish we were in person because then I could haze you because it's your first time here on the podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, but you're lucky. No, you're dude, lucked out. Like, I really want to Deadly I really apologize to you because when we were in C2E2, we were like apart for like, like at the same table, but I was so mentally dead that there was like a solid 20 minutes where I was just like sitting like this, like recovering. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> like, you're being rude. No, it's okay. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry about it. Oh my God. <laughs> 
It is funny. We were all sitting at the same table. Yeah, we were all together. (laughs) Um, We met in person. You guys are real. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, Cam, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Oh, um, really quick. I want to give a shout out to La 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 Cha Cha 248 because I recognize that username. I see you, bestie. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see where you can find me. Uh, I am at Caminator the animator on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, that's it. <laughs> and then on Twitter, you can find me at Horfessional. If you know anybody at Twitter who can get me the username Caminator, please do let me know. Um, give me a message, shoot me a message, and uh, I will work with you on that. Um, I like how your else? first uh, choice was Caminator the Animator, and you're like your second choice because you couldn't get it is Horfessional. I have been Horfessional yeah. <laughs> on Twitter since like 2015. Okay, that's that's, that's great. I mean, more power it's to you. Classic. It's yeah. classic. It's um, classic. <laughs> we love yeah. a good pun. Um, right. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, um, projects that I'm in currently. Uh, if you would like to catch up on my uh, college uh, D&D campaign, Tabletop Tavern on Twitch, all available there. Um, also on all podcasting platforms uh, and YouTube, of course. Uh, and alternatively, the one that is currently airing and you can catch up on the first five episodes and then more will be airing later on as a ttrpg game uh called heroes of bastion it is a mass campaign it is teen titans-esque i play a 14 year old with black hole powers it's a fun time uh highly suggest checking it out but otherwise uh i do goofy tiktoks for fun and i'm slutty on the internet sometimes uh Have fun. Um, (laughs) Thank you for considering to follow me. Um, Thank you, both of you, so much for for coming on. Thank you, everybody out there for watching. Uh, If you're watching us live, you're watching us on uh, twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You can find us on social media on Key or uh, at The Keeg Show. On TikTok and Instagram, those are big ones. We're also on Facebook and also on Twitter, if that's your thing. Uh, but Instagram and TikTok are big ones at The Keeg Show. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know you're out there. Write a review. Do something. Let us know you're out there because otherwise we don't know who's listening, who's paying attention, who's doing tell what. Us, tell us um, if you like us. Tell us if you hate us. Tell us. Let us know, <laughs> you know. Um, other than that, there's a lot of cool stuff to look up, uh, look forward to. Literally in an hour, we're, we're talking the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, with uh, the real Nikhil Clayton and um, Mario Nintendo enthusiast Adnan Qureshi. Um, So we're going to be talking about Mario uh, tonight as well. Back to back. We don't normally have a double feature night, but today we do. Two episodes for the price of one. And the price of one is zero. Science fiction double feature. It's easy enough, you know. Um, What would you say, Kim? I said science fiction double feature. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Fantasy. I would say it's I like fantasy, to, I had right? To pop Mario's in a Rocky like a Horror fantasy. Reference. This is like, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, we got the Mandalorian after show uh, also every single week. We got Comic Talk every single Thursday. Uh, so we had a lot of shows. So definitely stay tuned and patreon.com slash the Keeg Show if you want to give back to the Keeg. That's our advertising budget. So, you know, if you want to help us. Also spread the word. That doesn't cost anything. Spread the word. Let us uh, let people know that the Keeg is out there. Uh, either way, thank you so much. Thank you, Habits. Thank you, Cam. 
Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Talks Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Super strong or super fast.